Before we get started, we wanted to just quickly reach out to you, our audience, to say that we hope you and your families are staying safe and well indoors, and more importantly, are taking all possible precautions to avoid exposure to the virus. We are also thinking of everyone who's in isolation, who may have family members or friends suffering and hopefully recovering from COVID. Please stay inside, double or triple mask if you absolutely have to step out, and please, please reach out to a professional if you're starting to feel a toll on your mental health. Our guest today is a luxury fashion enthusiast who, like Sam, is eager to make people more aware about the craft that goes into luxury products, how they're about more than just a fancy handbag and the aspirational value of buying luxury. We talk about her tenure at Harper's Bazaar India and honestly we don't know why we prepared questions because the conversation flowed so well across fashion, publishing and the evolution of social media. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Rasna Bhaseen is a content creator and digital consultant based out of New Delhi. She's an instantly recognizable name associated within the Indian fashion industry. Having developed a massive following while in college, fun fact, we all went to the same college, Rasna is considered to be a part of the first wave of creators who really understood the power and influence of social media in India. A fierce advocate for homegrown Indian fashion, Rasna has consistently used her presence on social media to amplify other voices, especially in times of importance. From JJ Valaya to Hermes, she's worked with them all. Let's raise our glasses for an expert on Indian fashion and in her own words, she is someone with a good sense of distaste. Please join us as we welcome Rasna Basin to the Tuesday Wine Club. Hi guys, what's up? What wine? I have water. <laughs> so do I. I have nothing. But if we were drinking wine, which one would you prefer? You know, you have jumped into our first question because our first question for you is what's your favorite wine or drink of choice? Okay, so can I be really honest? Um, Go for it. Since we're talking about it, um, I had zero idea what wine was. Wine for me was red and yeah. white. Uh, red was sweeter, wine was crispier, as they say. Uh, but over the years, I've realized um, that I do tend to like red wine. But the thing is, red wine makes me very, very tipsy, guys. I'm not very good at <laughs> red wine. Like, I never thought... I thought wine's the thing you drink when you don't want to get drunk. Yeah. No. Wine's the drink you should never drink. It gets you drunk so subtly but so quickly. It. You don't realize it. And you know you're still drinking and like I've had some of the most embarrassing moments of my life being drunk on wine. But I I can legit like have so much gin and like be fine and like be perfect but like three glasses of wine and Rasna is just somebody I don't recognize. Yeah, th- there have been moments where I get into like my fourth class or my fifth class and I'm just like I have this moment where I'm like oh god. Oh, I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And you know, it's like little because they pour you such little wine and stuff. And yeah. you know, yeah. what will this happen? But like, this is nothing like, I, 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 like, you know, you're drinking like these big glasses of like gin or like what kind of stuff. Yeah. And I always, I, I'm a gin and tonic and person. And those so never hit you as much. Yeah. And like, I'm like five, six. And then that's when I start feeling my gin. But wine, like on my second and then Rasna is like in a different world. Yes, and next, sometimes I'm just like, I, like I've like i suddenly become like a full-blown wizard in my head. <laughs> and Okay, anyway. So tell us, who was Rasna as a teenager? So, you know, I was just talking, like I told you guys before, I was just talking to somebody and she was like, you, you're this person online and stuff. So, in school... In school, like, you know, like, friends from school, like, I don't really have many friends left from school, to be very honest, because I kind of drifted apart. But I do have those few. And now I do reconnect from time to time with somebody who went to school with me and who went to, like, college with me. Like, you guys went. But, like, for in school, like, Rasna was not the girl you looked at, literally. Rasna was there in everybody's life. Rasna was a permanent presence. I feel that's my innate character, is to be present in anybody's life. But I think I was always the afterthought like nobody turned their head no boys or girls were turning their heads saying oh Rasna is a part like Rasna was a part of the famous gang Rasna was there Rasna was around but Rasna wasn't the it girl in school Rasna was the teacher's pet Rasna was the SUPW girl Rasna was the creative girl who was like putting together in commercial class and Rasna was the teacher's pet because she was doing our boards around the school Rasna would do activities this is literally all of our lives we are the same I am the same SUPW teachers spared doing up boards. 
Yeah, and then Rasna was the girl who like everybody came to because they wanted to get their practical files made from like senior level to junior level because Rasna would do it. Oh my god. This this is our life. <laughs> Rasna was the child who never said no. Also I was like when I was a, like when I was in my teenager and stuff I had like a, I didn't I didn't have body issues as such but I was like this really lanky girl. I was I'm a Sardar yeah. girl so I had this braid going on like I think I and like you know like my mom's also been such a cool person like I always tell my mom never bothered I was like with my sister who got her eyebrows and all done in 8th 9th grade I had bushy eyebrows till like 12th grade like I was like this bushy eyebrow girl with like one choti lumbi choti and like oiled hair and like you know I was that child and like now people see me on Instagram and they're like what the fuck happened to you <laughs> You know like I have some boys who message me from school time and they're like Rasna like what the fuck and I'm like I don't know guys like legit like you know like <laughs> too late guys you missed out This is the exact reason I don't let anyone see pictures of me from school and like you you do not Same. need not to thing. know what I, I look like I have a few yeah I have a few but you know like for me at that point in life I don't see I had body insecurity but I was like yeah. this, like this flat chested girl sort of thing i was there but i wasn't like i was mm. in the center of attention like what i get yeah. now and i was always outgoing i was always friendly and everything but like i think now i'm more confident of who i am like that time even now i'm a people's pleaser to be very honest i'm one of those people who always wants everybody in the room to like her i always have this whole issue like i i get very very jolly like weirded out if somebody doesn't like me in a room like i can pick it up and i'm and like why like don't they like me why yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it makes me wonder why don't they like me what have i done what can i do to please them and you know it's something but over the time with a lot of like help from friends and with a lot of therapy and stuff i've come to realize that i'm very happy being who i am and this is me but in school i would be like oh they're not talking to me have i done something did i offend somebody this that like you know these <laughs> like a monologue in my brain yes this was my permanent monologue and this was this was this these were the issues in my life it wasn't like how i looked or anything obviously those little things like as a girl like those came in between but like i i wasn't ever called flat or anything like maybe but i wasn't called fat and i like other girls were going through much bigger issues in life than i was going through like my bigger issues was like i wasn't getting waxed and stuff so those were not like major issues in life but yeah i was that teenager and even in college i think i was that teenager but somewhere down the line over the years i found like i'm very happy being who i am uh, i've learned this one thing is that kindness over everything you know it comes yeah. back absolutely just be absolutely. honest like i've learned this from my parents also i've learned it from my dad also and it's about forget the money forget the favors forget everything just be a good human like that is my religious mantra I'll come as back well. to you it will come back to you in some way or the other even if it doesn't come back at least your conscious is clear i can sleep at night like i can sleep peacefully at night even though i'm nocturnal but like once i sleep i sleep per- like sleep peacefully at night thinking that nothing wrong like i haven't done anything any to attention. anybody like if somebody's asked me for help and if it's been in my capability though even though i will go out i i still end up going like 10 miles extra for that person but i have done what i could do for them so in like we all gossip we bitch we all have little bit flaws here and there i'm not going to say i'm like a sati savitri or like this person who's like no no i also bitch i also gossip i also have enough fun doing both the things here and there but i don't think i do it in a sense that it would cause harm to somebody You know, like yeah, it's, it's not hurt cunning. somebody. It's not cunning. It's not cunning, it's more and it like, doesn't come out yeah. of like a place. It comes out of a place of fun or something. Like I'm not going to say I'm like the I'm not a hundred percent extreme feminist or I'm a hundred percent extreme this and that. There are points of time when I'm also a bit sexist. There are points of time when I'm not completely feminist. When I don't agree, like I've had this whole debate about the Meghan Markle issue where everybody thinks hmm. Barasna's feminism has flown out of the video, like or out of the window, not the video, but like. that is who i am but like those are my personal opinions which are always because i i i've also come to realize one thing which i never did is like life is not black and white life is a gray yeah scale. no it it there is I never always white say that i always say that most things in life sort of exist within shades of gray yeah like but like you know when i was growing up it was always like this is right this is wrong this is right this is wrong over the years you realize that there's a balance of things and like that is what it is so rasna as a teenager was okay rasna was there in the periphery rasna was never i never liked being the center of attention i still don't only on instagram as long as i can make some good money <laughs> yeah i was going to say it's a joke 
Okay, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, college, because you mentioned it, um, I think at the time you started your undergrad FMC, which for um, not people who haven't uh, studied fashion is fashion media communication. That was a relatively new degree, wasn't it? At least in India, it was the first uh, ever course uh, in that terms in India. I was the first batch ever, so growing yes, growing right. up Rasna Basin wanted to be a fashion designer I never had any other second career options I never wanted to be anything else it was always fashion like since I was like three years old or four years old I don't know where I got to know but I learned the name Ritu Berry I learned a little about her Ritu Berry was this designer who lived in Paris and lived the life and that's what I wanted to be I played with fashion designer doll Barbies I was a big Barbie geek, by the way. Rasna Basin, till she was a teenager, bought Barbies. Rasna Basin still buys Barbies if she sees a good Barbie. As Rasna Basin should, to be fair. Yeah, like now it's like a whole collectible yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have like I've given away also so many, but I still have some of these collectibles. Like anybody who had to ever gift me anything, it had to be a Barbie. Like come on, guys. Like as a kid, I always felt like very ashamed about being you know the boy that played with dolls, obviously, because like you're not. I mean, you don't have a larger sort of understanding of the world and obviously it was the secret that I kept. And now I feel really bad that I gave my dolls away because they were really fucking well-dressed. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, like I lived... I, and also Rasna growing up and Rasna not today, but Rasna growing up was very yeah. content in herself, which I have... which is a quality yeah. I have refound again during the lockdown that I don't need to be with people like 500 hours a day. I don't need to talk to everybody every second of the day. You know, it it became an occupational hazard that I had to be glued to somebody, my screen, something. But something I rediscovered is that I'm very happy in my own company. Like, I don't need people all the ways. Like, I'm very happy, like, being myself. Like, you know, over a period of time, I grew up to become this person who had FOMO. Now I don't have any FOMO. Now I have no FOMO. Oh, my God. You know, I've become that person, like, you know, like... I feel I might feel a tinge of sadness at some points where like oh wish I was there but this I miss lo- people yeah this pandemic taught me that it's okay life is very long long shot I don't know what it will be but like life is still long and there'll be multiple opportunities so if you don't go to that birthday party or you don't get that drink that night nothing is going to change in your life you know uh, I lost a friend so it it became really clear to me that you have hmm. to cherish moments rather than count the number of moments but coming back to FMC so yes uh, Rasna wanted to be a designer growing up uh, till the hmm. age of about I don't know I till I was literally in 12th grade or something like 11th grade also I was like yeah. okay, I want to be a designer I had commercial art I was decent at it um I met somebody um, and she plays a very significant role in my life, my aunt, and she's worked in the industry mm-hmm. for really long. She she runs a company out of the UK called Khubsurat and through her I met a couple of people and I realized that design wasn't my calling. You know, like to be a designer, it has to be an innate ability to be able to sketch, to be able to imagine, to be able to draw. And I didn't possess it. And there's nothing, nothing heartbreaking yeah. about it. There are people who've yeah. learned that art as well. But I didn't have it in me. Like, I wasn't very inclined towards it. But what I was good was, I was great at writing. I yeah. I, I used to read. I still read. You guys know I read so much. Uh, I was great. Yeah, you read, like, eight books a month, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I read, I read 78 books last year in the pandemic, guys. I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm like, my reading goal is Asna's reading goal. So, there was this ability to write. There was this really big inquisitiveness and like this big passion for fashion. It sounds so wrong, passion for fashion. It's like yeah. a rhyme. But... It sounds like a doll ad. It sounds like a doll. But you know, like, I I, I, I knew who Anna Wintour was and I grew up like mm. idealizing Anna Wintour and like buying the September issue. Like, you know, the September issue in India is really expensive. Yeah. It used to be like some three grand or something. So, you know, I had to like tell my dad, like, dad, I want it and for parents also like TK Voki subscriptions are a different thing of paying thousand rupees a year but like getting you one yeah. September issue and getting you like a yeah. dazed and confused my parents were also like okay like she really likes it like they understood it and yeah. I used to like sit and like read on Vogue and like you know like imagine all these things like I remember like in 11th grade or something I saved up to buy my first Marc Jacobs like nobody understood it but like nice. for me to get like that Marc Jacobs t-shirt even it, it, was, it was just like a big deal like I wanted my first ever designer like nobody understood like I've always been like my parents also say and like a lot of my relatives I was the first child in the family but if they took Rasna shopping Rasna's hands always go on to the most expensive thing and it still does it's yeah. that, I have dad, the same thing my dad my dad's like my even my nana used to say my nana's like she couldn't even read the price but like 
her eyes and her she hand knew. were the most expensive yeah. thing out there like and it's something like and i enjoy it like honestly i still enjoy it and i've worked towards it but um, that was it and so my my aunt suggested actually why don't you do like why don't you go into pr or something like this and i honestly had no idea what pr was back then for me it was like fashion magazine like fashion magazine ye designer ye do cheeze hoti hai yeah and i think like growing up i feel like i feel like for us fashion meant design exactly right like the industry we meant so much like you only just thought it was all about designing but people forgot to run an industry a designer is also part of it only like he's not the whole thing right remember like yeah. we i think just because because we were never exposed in, in india fashion designer we meant two things either you are a fashion designer you are like a tarun tilani jj vilaya or sabya sachi and then there was like boutique valyan and then my aunt suggested why don't i do this so we started looking at courses there was a course at london college of fashion but there were lots of circumstances involved i was this really shy girl who had been brought up like i was a very yeah. protected child you know like like for me going to university like going to pearl was also like an eye opener uh, so i wasn't sure i was personally not very convinced about going abroad myself all by myself i was not very keen on hmm. it at that point and then this pearl course came up and i'd also applied to pearl obviously and this course came up and i was like mom dad i really want to do this so they made me for fashion designing by the way at pearl as well and they were also little yeah. new because i don't blame my parents also they were putting in so much money and everything and yeah. like honestly going to pearl or going to lcf it costed the same except for living expenditure yeah so there was no difference in that terms of that and like they were putting in money and they were putting in but they were also like what does it basically mean what is she doing is it going to be a my dad my dad's only thing was like this degree will be valid right and thankfully yeah. mine was at least i yeah. don't know what happened with you guys but at least mine was I'm on the same degree or not? Yeah. I think it changed two years after me. Yeah, it changed after you and stuff, but like it was just like one of those things. And then obviously the course was great, and I remember my first interview happened with Meha, ma'am, and she was like, "Who do you want to be?" And I was like, "I want to be Anna Wintour." <laughs> it was super funny because, but but I think she was just impressed by me because nobody knew who fucking Anna Wintour was. Yeah, she was like, "Oh my God, this girl knows who Anna Wintour is," and I was like, "Yeah, of course I know who Anna Wintour is. I know who Grace Collington is, and I know all of these things." And I was like, "Full on." But uh, yes, uh, that's how FMC happened, and it opened my eyes to so many more things about fashion. It was just like uh, this industry just doesn't run, and I tell it a lot of people always think, even now growing up, that fashion is all about designing, but it is hmm. not. Fashion has a number of. Um, career options there is something for anybody like you see how stylists have grown today even when we started out remember what was stylist who, who were these stylists and suddenly this boom came in yeah. and we have to yeah, thank everybody's and, a stylist and some of them are really good they are very good yeah. but honestly like i honestly for me styling styling as something like like you know we we always associated fashion also had this whole bollywood perception like let's be honest let's growing up we saw all these international designers was india it always meant like wow oh my god this celebrity all celebrities were wearing manish mal Utra for God's sake, right? Remember, yeah. like there was like this time that oh, it was a Manish Malhotra show oh every day, God. everywhere. Like they were wearing Manish Malhotra. <laughs> and Manish, that was Manish. like I feel like that was also the peak of like Bollywood, not necessarily experimenting with fashion. Forget or... fashion. They were not. They were not supposed to be the standard for fashion in India, but they were made because they were famous and they were these people who were going out and were being photographed, etc. But then this, but then Sonam and Ria came and they changed the world. Like I, rem- I still yeah. remember Sonam Kapoor. Like I didn't know who Anamika Khanna was. Like until Savarya happened, yeah. I didn't know who Anamika. And then Sonam Kapoor walked into this beautiful Anarkali, and you were and like, I was like, oh my god, what is it? And you Google, and you're like, yeah. okay, there's this designer based out of Calcutta. She does these jewelry, dainty embroideries. She's known mm. for her craft. This is Anamika Khanna, and you're like, okay, she was wearing sabya. And you know, like things were happening. Things slowly started happening, and Sona went to Khan, mm-hmm. and like whoever did, like who, honestly, I swear I had been going to Khan before, I believe, but like I never cared. But I think Sonam Kapoor going ha- ha- was a big fashion moment, also. Yeah. Yeah, and it was opening things for it. It was like, okay, you need a stylist. You need people to assist a stylist. There are people who design shoes. There are people who do makeup. Yeah. Like makeup became such a big thing. I think the only person we need to. I growing up in Delhi, I know like. If you get married, you should do Ambika Pillai or you should do Vidya Tikari. Yeah, I oh haven't heard God. that name in ages. But it 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 was like that, right? Like yeah. our industry was like our world was like that. You whoever thought that you'll have a Daniel Bauer and you'll have a Namrata. Yeah. Son. But things like today, I see so many kids. Like my cousin went to Pearl to study fashion styling and has actually become a makeup artist. And I'm like, see, like yeah. you don't know where life takes you. Let's be honest. Like you guys know, I started at Bazaar. 
and there was lots of confusion and i remember i wrote a letter to varun rana on like instagram or something and i said varun i need an internship i'm not going to mm. go to this really shoddy magazine that the college wants to send me and yeah. he said yeah. just now 10 10 am india today building be there on one day and my three months to uh, internship turned into a six month one i was pretty much the only intern there and i i kind of like got a they were so good like varun varun was amazing like i yeah. couldn't have asked for a better mentor than varun Hmm. who made me sit in the office till late who taught me how a story actually comes in and what how important research is i feel like the bazaar team is also so tight knit hmm. always right and like every version of it has also just been a tight knit team i had a great editor in chief with nishad fatima and i thought and i i had read nishad's book nishad had written this love romcom book which i read before and you know when you think of a romcom writer you have this different perception then you meet this editor in chief you have a different perception but i remember hmm. my first month in uh, bazaar and uh, Nishad called me. We were sitting. I didn't even know you had like creative directors and stuff. Like people who were putting together like a whole magazine had to be designed. Like you know, you just don't realize it unless you're there. And I was with Appam, and like they called me on Appam's desk. We all used to sit together and eat together. Like the best thing about Bazaar Family was they never made you feel like an intern. You were as important as a member. Yeah, no, because I I interned at Bazaar in 2019, and I have the exact same feeling. They. I think that's so important in any company that they don't treat you as like a you know oh you're a newbie you don't count because you're going to be gone in three months. The the whole point is to incorporate someone into your ecosystem, right? With Bazaar, it was just like you were made to feel like a team member, and it was so nice. And I remember our first month into it, Eddie was the hmm. uh, uh, fashion director. He had just been appointed. He he had done a couple of issues. There was Rahul yeah. Vijay. There was Suchita, and I remember first day Suchita wasn't there, so I was told to sit on her desk. Yeah. Eddie's parcels used to come, and you it was like glamour. But like I remember, like the first issue that came out in the month I was in Tony was Sunakshi yeah. Sinha. In, if I'm not mistaken, in Louis Vuitton, in Par- shot in Paris on the cover of Bazaar, yeah. and it was a black and orange sort of dress, and she had actually lost a lot of weight, and she had fit into a size eight, and uh, you know, Nishat actually said, "Rasna, come here," and she the the thing was on this big screen and everything, and she was like, "What do you guys think?" And I was like, "We were like very nice, yeah. very nice." She's like, "Rasna, honestly, what do you guys think?" And we were like, "Great." She's like, "Do you think it needs to? Do you think we should?" Photoshop yeah. or cinch her waist, and I was like, I don't think so. You should, and like the other girl was also like, No, I don't think you should. And we went with it, and I remember there was so much backlash on Instagram, and Instagram was fairly new at that time as well. But people were like, Oh, you made her look thin, and and for the first time, I felt like I actually want to defend it because they didn't Photoshop her. That girl actually fit into a size eight dress. It's a dress. It's the way. People don't realize that everything is yeah. not hundred percent photoshopped. It's also the way you click in a certain angle. You click from down. It's the way you shoot it. It's the way, yeah. And it's styling at the end of the day. It's styling and the way he he chose to drape that dress on her, the way he made her pose stand, and the way they shot it, she looked great. And I was like, guys, I was there. They actually didn't photoshop anything except like a few blemishes or like some light here and there. Yeah, an image uh, at at that level, an image takes design more than anything. Like you're saying, it's staged from every aspect. Like you know, like for like for us also growing up, like learning for fat, like makeup, like people don't realize, but like there's so much that goes into a shoot or like what they see. Into creating an image. What they see in the end is a very end product, and people like when people just flip over, my heart breaks because I'm like, did you realize yeah. the amount of time? Like you know, if somebody used to flip over my story like this. They, I was like, do you realize I spent like fucking fifteen days just researching yeah. this before yeah. I could take questions to somebody. I remember there was this designer. I'm forgetting her name. She's pretty famous, and Varun let me do the interview and record it and then transcribe it. But that that happened to all of us, right? So like, I think that and people yeah. don't realize the amount of work that goes into. I'm still a print child, but I was in my second month at Bazaar, and I remember Nishat called me to her cubicle. She didn't really have an office, and she called me to a cubicle, and I was like, oh shit, am I being fired or whatever? And one was like, no, no, go have a chat with her. And she was like, Rasna, I see your Instagram. You have this thing. I think you have got knack for it. Yeah. Would you like to handle Bazaar's Instagram? And I was like, yes. Yes, yes. And she's like, do what you like. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, just make it fun, just make it bizarre, you know, just have a tone, bizarre tone in it. That's how it turned out to be. 
and uh, it was just like one of those things and yeah i started i started handling the bazaar instagram till i left in like 6 months so was later. this the start of your social media journey or like so no my social media journey started way back in 10th grade by the way 10th or 11th grade i started yeah. a twitter account i was fairly active on twitter and i used to tweet to people like i you had these random fashion questions and stuff so i used to tweet i tweeted to two three people who were always great at responding which was like this designer called nachiket barve who was extremely sweet always replied to all my weird questions and queries so jata asmal who was the editor in chief of bazaar it had just started when i was in 10th grade uh there was uh, these yeah. two people were the most uh, and then there were some other people i followed there used to be leslie uh, who used to run a blog uh, at that time and uh, they and they used to and then fdc i used to have these contests okay so uh, i'd been to uh, a couple of fashion weeks because my parents or somebody had managed to get an invite or something but like very yeah. scarcely and then my aunt had taken me a couple of times mm-hmm. but then there used to be this the first time i actually went went was when the fashion week started in delhi was fdc i used to do these contests they used to be run by it used to be wills india lifestyle fashion yes. week back then yes. i used to sponsor it they used to have these contests okay and you could win invites and i won my invites i remember my first few invites were like a reena dhaka show and mr ct actually we grip so much about him yeah. Yeah. but i remember i'd won the invite and i'd gone and i remember walking into that it used to happen in okla and something and i went with my mom i had two invites i took my mama along and you know like this young girl still in a plaid maybe made a ponytail and i have some pictures from back then and I I I was in eleventh or twelfth and I still had my pre boards or something. But I went in the middle of my exams and I went for one show. Like you know the afternoon shows and stuff. They used to give you invites for that. And I went up to Mr. Sethi and I was like, "This is my first time. It's such a big, it's such a big honor. Blah blah blah. Everything." And he was really sweet and he's like, "Wait, would yeah. you like to see a few more?" And I was like, "Of course, I would love to see yeah. a few more." And he handed me and my mum some invites. I remember the first time I walked into uh, I'd grown up idolizing Onsom Ben Tarteliani and like I'd always like whenever my mom was shopping or I would love to go into Onsom and just look around and somebody had told me and I read that Onsom was just not Tarun it was also Tina Teliani and it was like you know and you know for me it was it was like such a big point in life to realize that a woman can do so much more like also fashion designers had tend to be like lots of time it was all men 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 and then there was this woman who was not a designer but was running the biggest designer store or which still happens to be the biggest designer store in the country she was here nurturing talents finding them from across the city were across the country sorry and then putting them giving them a platform to showcase right like being an onsome was like an achievement and i remember i walked up to her and i have an old picture with her it's a really bad picture of me and she was sitting and she was so so welcoming and she was like come in darling and she spoke to me and she was in the middle of like buyer meetings and she was like this and that's the first time i realized that fashion is just not what we see in a magazine absolutely yeah. so much more it's a fucking you know like everybody thinks fashion is so frivolous we forget it's a fucking industry there are people all over the world and also how much work goes behind yeah. every single thing it's like it's the It's the Miranda Priestly dialogue about Cerulean from The Devil Wears Prada. The whole don't get me started on that monologue. <laughs> that that color represents millions of dollars, and it was selected for you for the from the very people in this room. From a pile of stuff. Yeah, but like people say, it's so frivolous, and like you know, I I have this thing. Everybody goes like it's so frivolous. I'm like, why do you just make fashion is almost like a fucking science? Yeah. You know, Rasna, it's so funny. It's so funny that you use the word frivolous because that is exactly how I've tried to um explain this whole balance between fashion isn't frivolous, fashion is a whole industry between, you know, uh, amongst friends, family, etc. And that's also, I mean, Veer knows this. That's why I started the luxury convention to kind of remove that apprehension some people think when it comes to luxury or to fashion that it's a it's a lot more than the handbag that you've bought it's there's someone who's designed it someone who's marketed it someone who's photographed it someone who's sold it to you someone who's made it but guys like you know like i bought my first see cartier bracelet lots of people came up to me and said iski koi value nahi hai iski koi resale value nahi hai iska ye but that doesn't matter and, but i said uh, i always it i always wanted to buy it it was one of the things on i have a tick list okay and i go by a tick list like i have i yeah. want to do these things for myself the value was aspirational yeah it's aspirational it's something i've grown up wanting and you know like it's something but people don't realize and i'm like do you 
adore. Yeah. I want these words out of your dictionary. You do not like anything. Write why it pleases you. Why it's important. Why question yeah. yourself, and that's why. And when I was like, I I. I I remember I did something stupid also, but it it came a point where I was just seeing people around me going like, oh my god, I love this. Oh my god, I love this. I also do love love a lot. I do love, but just like, but everybody was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. Nobody was saying why is it amazing. Like how can you like everything, guys? Come on, like so that's where distaste came from. And I was like, okay, I don't like everything. This I like. This I don't like. I don't like this because like you you can't just like. You know, like when I ha- started handling the bazaar Twitter, and I, I, I was supposed to tweet, but it was like you can't see Rasta. I love this. I love this. Why do you love yeah. it? What, what was the technique used by this? Give your readers a reason for investing into that Give product. Give them a backstory. Why? Why is this happening? That there needs to be a reason. So that's where a good sense of distaste came from, and it just stuck. Okay, so um, kind of bringing it back to kind of bringing it back a little bit to what you do. So can you walk our audience through what? a day in the life of a content creator and a digital consultant is like so um you guys know i worked uh, with bazaar as an intern and then i got picked up by bazaar bright yeah. as their digital head and then and then was promoted as digital editor for harper's bazaar bright which also then rebranded itself into brights today india and i was there throughout and yeah. i quit in can uh, we for a second just talk about how impressive it is that that's not at this right out yes, of college we can we can spend more than a minute talking about it because i feel like that we don't talk about i know like right nobody says i was the youngest digital editor at that time nobody ever gave me credit no no let, let's talk about that that's something let's talk about but 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 also i was in an in, in an organization where digital was really not given a lot of uh, credit for but uh, i have to thank my editor nupur mehta puri and i have to thank aisha nigam Aisha got me the job. Uh, I had I could do the job on my terms. I didn't have to go to office, which was fabulous because Aisha and Nupur both realized that digital could happen from anywhere. They gave me freedom to do what I liked. Uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was the first magazine to reach five hundred k before I left it in under two and a half years, two and a half three years. All organic uh, bazaar never bazaar bride never boosted. We never had any commercials going on Instagram, so it was all organic growth. I legit knew all. Hmm. I literally knew all the followers who were following us religiously by name. It was my baby. I started with them having like some six thousand followers. It went to five hundred thousand followers. I, we were the first page to be verified on Instagram in the India Today group before India Today magazine got verified. By the way, I had more followers than India Today magazine at some point. So those were little little achievements in my life, which were very big for me at that point. I want to understand where this sort of flair for understanding how social media works came from, and how you. how you decided to use it and so honestly i had been on uh, i had been active on twitter and i i had started a blog and everything and i had been doing it and i kind of got the instagram drift i i started my instagram fairly early when instagram launched i think i was I, in the first 6 months i had like yeah. i didn't even have a phone back then but i had an ipod uh, you know that ipod which had a camera that really fool cool fancy ipod that came with the screen which was basically yeah, yeah ipod touch which was basically an iphone without the phone part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was the thin one, yeah. So I remember. I had that too. Yeah, I remember. I I cleared my twelfth boat, and my uncle had got it for me, and it was like some six GB or ten GB something, and I, yeah, I started yeah. doing Instagram with it because I I just wanted it for Instagram because that time you couldn't do Instagram through a BlackBerry or anything. By the way, no, when, only, only on the only yeah. the Apple uh, system. Only Apple. So iPhone could do it, and then obviously the iPad or something. I don't think iPad was also. I don't think there was an iPad back then. So that was it. But you couldn't like post until you had. Yeah. Apple or something. Some certain things were there. So I remember I begged, like my mom was coming, and mm. I begged him, and he got me and my sister like these matching matchings. I had a pink one and all of that. And yeah, I started my Instagram back in twelfth grade. My first pictures like some random book only I'm reading or some eating, and you know we were posting these pasta pictures and like oh I had this meal. Yeah, pasta I pictures. I love it. I don't even want to like scroll down. I'm concerned about what hap- what I see when I scroll down to to twenty eleven. But I like posting. Like I, I don't think of too much. Like I, I know I'm a content creator and all. But even with Bazaar, I thought uh, with Brides today when I, even with Bazaar and with Brides yeah. today yeah. as well, I had the freedom of doing anything which made sense to my audience. My audience. So I was, I was Bazaar Bride. I was Bazaar Bride, and we were one of the first bridal dedicated magazines in the country. 
now we had to cater to brides who were in every group we were not just about luxury brides let's be honest there are brides yeah. who have to be on a budget also so i had to give them the option of saying okay you can shop from frontier ras also who were supposed to shop like smaller designers yeah. also and there were brides who were ready to buy the 25 lakh rupee lehenga also so obviously i had to cater to all of them but you have to speak to every single one of them yeah yeah and i had to make it a point that there was something for everybody also i didn't want to just make yeah. it for brides i it it can my magazine is having was having 10 issues being published every month like we were doing two uh, two issues were combined for june july because that's a leaner month and january december was combined hmm. because that's the new year but i had 10 issues coming so it can't only be for a i don't want a bride to lose interest in my magazine once she's married you know like i want her to be there like it, it i also like see we are running a company and still keeping day, up with the trends still seeing what happens still what's happening in fashion because at the end of the day it's also indian fashion right i had to keep everybody's interest in it in the sense that this we are also a fashion magazine end of the day we also providing you everything we might be a little more luxurious we might be a little more uh occasion specific but that doesn't mean so we had to talk about proposals also we had to talk about bridesmaid also we had to talk about sisters also so i wanted there something to be for everybody and decor and f- like makeup hair and i also wanted to make sure like especially like sometimes a lot of people came back to me within the group saying why are you talking i said no but i also want to talk about things like whether there's something important happening in the world of fashion something being taken over yeah. anyway like if mark jacobs leaving louis vuitton i also want to talk about it like guys come on like i also need to talk about these things yeah. my magazine is also as relevant as yours is So that's how I decided and with my editor my editor was like you do you like you have my yeah. permission you only answer me like you don't have to worry no, about No to have that support at that point is great And you know I was a young girl I was out of college I was being sent to events I have to give this to my editor she was very welcoming she was like go go out go meet people go talk about it see what angle you can put bridal into it and just let's go make it, it happen yeah. like just do it we were the first magazine to do pacho by the way before armani and all got him to walk we we put him in the my royal issue we did an issue with yeah. karina kapoor and uh, saifali khan on the cover and we we did royals from across india and we put pacho in a feature so like we were the first ones to find pacho and we did fun like aisha was the first one to style him so you know we did a lot of things which i thought were really ahead of times in terms of bridal magazine in terms of support yeah. in terms of like we were doing couture shows we were doing couture shows we were like let's do chanel like snooper was going to paris and getting chanel and all elisa and all to give us clothes and shoot them and we were like we want to show who knows there might be an indian bride waiting and there were we yeah. saw we went to certain we went to some weddings which were like just ott where people were wearing like elisa gowns and were wearing all these jewels like van cleef yeah. and stuff and you were like okay there is an audience there is an the audience. market exists which i think is it's also like don't assume that your consumer is stupid yeah. or don't assume that they don't know anything because they do and that is and they're looking and they're smart we are in a country till date where wedding is the biggest occasion in our lives our parents yeah. our grandparents our relatives everybody stays yeah. for it even yeah. during the pandemic we've seen some great weddings happen yeah. even when yeah. they have been downsized also we've seen some great insane stuff happening like i have seen some mind blowing stuff happening and like yeah. brides all over the world brides are evolving makeup artists mm. this that who knew like dude a makeup artist can charge up to like 5 lakh rupees to do your makeup for that one day for like those 6 hours but there is there is a demand for it there needs and you pay for it so and more than any people will like, pay for it i was also like telling on my instagram i was telling there's this makeup artist who's going to do it for 10 grand there's one who can do this for 5 lakh so like there are options available i i wanted to cater yeah. to the country and now it's up to you yeah that there are there are options for everybody you want a small intimate wedding you want a big size wedding you want this you want you are a bridesmaid what do you want to give to your friend your friend? i i remember doing a whole feature online where i was like what can you gift like if you are somebody yeah. in your 20s and you're earning this much your salary is limited or whatever like now everybody is not everybody's mummy is not yeah. going to give money right and yeah so what can you give what what can be the options of you gifting So those were the things we were talking about. So we were not just limiting ourselves to like, okay, this one's made us length of fifteen lakh rupees. This is great. We were talking about a wholesome industry. 
you were in it your friends were getting married my you... friends were getting married we were sort of entering that sort of age but we were also seeing it and i think we were becoming a little more we were coming into our hmm. own being we were just not under our parents shadow so we were also going how do you want to dress up for a wedding there are different like i'm going it to is a wedding coming more accessible yeah like i'm going to a wedding do i really need to like buy a lenga like from five i can't afford a lenga five lakh rupees to go to a wedding right like what are the options for yeah, me yeah and which is not even your own yeah which are what are the options for me i'm a bridesmaid what am i supposed to wear what are things you do things like this whether you are like gifting you could give people holidays where do people should go after their wedding everybody can't go to the maldives yeah. right like let's be honest so like there was so much happening which i thought was great there were these editorials happening there were these beautiful jewelry shoots happening there was some insane stuff happening we were talking about we were talking about couples we were talking about same sex marriage same sex marriage was such a big thing for me like my friend was getting married my friend was like i covered my friend's wedding there was a ranveer dipika wedding happening but also kesha suri was getting yeah. married in goa to his partner at that time remember guys like it was a big deal it like i was talking that wedding you know so religious yeah, like you know but it was such a iconic moment in the country where this really known hotel here it was queer culture it was queer culture this man it's... who's been a face of lgbtq decides to get married after he has been able to get the petition and decides to get married well so we were talking about same sex marriage and there were marriages happening and my boss was like please talk mark jacobs was getting married this was getting my boss was like rasa talk talk about the yeah tell people tell people let's make people aware that these are the rights like let's talk to like i remember uh, uh one of our editors like one of our fashion uh, one of our uh, editors actually did a features editor did a interview with one of the lawyers about what rights uh, homosexual couples had in the country at that time yeah you know it was so important because you need to educate and this was part of you, are, you have an audience like yeah for brides they did a feature before this 2018 uh, judgment came out they had done a feature what were your rights already and then they did a feature following that what are kind will be your rights mm. now yeah so it was it was great like you know these are the things you talk in a magazine so like when people say oh fashion magazine frivolous i was like guys no we are not frivolous people need to flip through pages you get so many other like issues that that come up in the magazine even if it's not like inherently fashion people still talk about it there's some really serious subject matter there's some really light subject matter and there's great clothes and you saw vogue did the cover with the two ladies in yeah. there today yeah, the yeah, same yeah. sex one and they have to but you know like i remember a point and this was during college when sujata asman had come to me uh, come yeah. to college not to me to college for a talk or something and somebody had asked them like why do you always put celebrities on the cover and it was a very valid thing it's a business let's be honest hmm it's advertising it is advertising it's a business now when she said that time bazaar used to be in the videocon towers in jhangalwala uh, okay. road and she said rasna my biggest way of knowing my magazines the success that month or is not is when i go down the traffic signal comes and the magazine wala comes he holds magazines like yeah. this yeah. in his hand like uh, for people who are not seeing it they basically hold it on the palm of their hands and they start stack it up and hold it with the other hand like yeah. this and uh, he she said he puts it up according to the face so the face that is most recognizable is on the top so if it's an ashwarya rai it will yeah. be here but if it's a model it will go behind and people are more likely to buy it because it is a psychological thing that you will go with something that is most shown to you and you recognize most so familiar like, to you so guys if there will be imagine if there will be a like say if there will be a helen mirren or like say a meryl streep on the cover you will your eyes will go there yeah. your eyes will go to a salma hayek compared yeah. to say your eyes going to a kate moss you know don't take supermodels today because they're as big yeah. as like actors like like say like a kylie yeah. or somebody have made themselves into these pop icons but like if it wasn't a kylie your eyes will go to a kim before it will go to say a claudia schiffer or somebody because it is the way it is right so she's like i have to decide on months when i have to sell the magazine to sustain it because we have to run this business yeah. my advertisers need to yeah. be happy i have advertisers who make this magazine happen because let's be honest what are subscriptions for magazines around the world for any yeah. magazine whether yeah. it's american vogue whether it's indian vogue whether it is dazed and confused magazine magazine hmm. magazine subscriptions are not the greatest revenue making models let's it's be more honest. of a passive income in that sense isn't it especially a sort of 
printed yeah and then yeah. all of those magazines thrive on advertisement so you have to make your advertisers happy so advertisers will always be yeah. happy with the face so that's when i realized that it's okay you have to balance now it's fine if you have a celebrity but at least flip the page to know what's inside there is so much more inside yeah you can if you don't judge a book by its cover why do you judge a magazine by its cover okay so speaking of like big brands and just sort of speaking of big brands you have pretty much worked with i like to think everyone um but let's say you've worked with like everyone from jj valaya to to elmes um how do the, and this is not to put them against each other not at all but this is more to ask you how those experiences differ from each other how does working with an indian brand and an indian brand that's also a legacy brand differ from, or, or is there a difference at all how does that differ from working with with a brand that's french luxury see when i started my social media and when i decided this whole influencer i've always been a little more inclined to luxury i still mm. want to do luxury a luxury brand management as my mba and over the period of time my goal is to settle as a brand manager country head for a luxury brand i want to work yeah. in a colombianier and i want to like represent a brand or certain maybe i don't know which brand it's going to be i i've always dreamt of working at mark jacobs maybe with him maybe with somebody mm. i don't know because i really don't plan life i don't know how life unfolds they can be various various things way it unfolds so uh, with in professional capacity like when i worked at a magazine working with indian brands international brands there's a little difference indian brands are a little more easier to get in touch with but international brands are as nice as possible as well then yeah. they they function on only different in terms of scale like if if, if a jj valaya you'll have two steps to jj at ms you'll have hmm. 10 steps to the person in charge right yeah. like so you'll you'll talk to the country manager and stuff like this i think they're both equally professional today a lot of indian brands are as at par professional in terms of yeah. everything yeah for sure I work with some great brands in India. International brands have international exposures. Obviously, they have their home countries. They have a little more to mm-hmm. offer in terms of luxury. They have layers. They have layers, as you said. Um, working with Hermes has always been a great mm-hmm. pleasure. I've had. I. I was. I. I consider myself extremely lucky. I wasn't with the magazine back then. Uh, I just quit my job, and the girls wanted me to go represent. I. I didn't have following as big as. Um, Like say a Masoom or uh, as big as a Kareem yeah. Shyam, there were bigger people than me in the country. I would say who were doing great stuff because I have great respect mm-hmm. for them. I think um, Masoom is like the topmost person I would respect in terms of how to create a. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, she's talking about Masoom Minawala. Is that right? Yes, and I think that what Masoom has done for all of us, like together, is. amazing like it's brilliant she's set up benchmark high for us she's told us that nothing is short yeah, of like yeah. impossible like yeah. we can go out there like i remember i met masoom years ago when she was like in the middle of her journey and where she is today now and she's a great human being still she's always nicely there she welcomes you nicely she's super warm she's always yeah. helpful and she's taught us how to like go achieve your dreams there's so many people out there so like for me going and representing elmes in paris was like a like a surreal moment to be you honest. know i remember when that when that happened because at some point i was like oh cool dasna's going to paris like cool fine whatever and then like two days later i'm just like <laughs> one second once she's not just gone to paris yeah and i didn't care <laughs> she's at an elmes event and i was the only indian in the whole building so there were like about 60 people invited yeah. from across the world and there were these really iconic big, there were these really big bloggers and all and you know they're so mm. professional and they have these cameras and stuff and they they had already said because they were taking us to the terrace at the forbox store and the terrace is actually closed so it's like called an enchanted garden sort of thing because people don't know about this garden yeah. it's always been thought like till till the time i went it was always a mystery because they had never taken people up on mm. the garden so that's the garden where everything happens actually and they, we walked through the ateliers of where the saddles are so and it was just surreal and you know for me like I, and i i can imagine like rasna's in a <laughs> fashion geek losing yeah. her and, mind and you know like it was in the evening that shut the store and i thought will it will honestly what i thought it will be in the store and we'll be roaming around yeah. in the store and stuff i never knew they would take us up to the garden and we'll walk through the building where yeah. the action and you know a lot of bloggers and i'm not discrediting mm. anybody but a lot of fashion bloggers i feel are more like personal stylists and it's more about how a garment looks on them what is this compared to history but me being a fashion journalist was it just the love of fashion and for the love of fashion for me it was like 
these are dream comes true like somebody told me yeah. that the first barking drawing is always done in this room and i was like <laughs> what like they were like the first <laughs> one is like the drawing of like if people like there was like a million dollar saddle being hmm. sewn and we could only see it through the glass because they had shut the atelier but it was on the thing and like they were just the the person in charge was telling me like this is where all the saddles are sewn hmm. here together by hand and this is how it's done yeah. by precision and these people do and i was like I was like hyperventilating <laughs> for me like for them to take me out there and to put me into the party was like a struggle I feel because I was running to these little little corridors to see like you know like these old yeah. paintings from 1870s and all of these were put there this these were collected by PMS it was like wow like to be able to be on the platform with all these people and to be there yeah. representing my country and talking and just being in like just being in that whole spirit was the it it will always be the top 5 experiences of my life to be honest like for me i don't think like the next two would be meeting david beckham and meeting mark jacobs but like beyond that okay wait 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 now that so you've said that so now we move on to the fun part of our um our whole segment okay so three questions and again not rapid fire but like snappy what comes to mind okay so if you could work with absolutely like we're not we're not karan johar but like yeah, yeah this is you're not getting a hamper i'm so sorry but you're not getting a hamper yeah. where's my coffee hamper where's my <laughs> coffee hamper uh, okay so if you could work with absolutely any brand in the world which would it be and in what capacity guys this is Okay, can I? Can I? Um, if I could work, I would love to work with Mark. I I'll work with Mark Jacobs. Uh, as a communications and marketing social media person, I feel there's a lot of potential in the brand, yes. and it can be put out. Uh, if it was in India, I would love to work for Tarun Telyani because I feel yeah. he's always ahead of the game and he's always open to so much more. Yeah. 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 Okay, what comes to your mind when we say the words media? Important, undemocratic right now. Okay. Future. <laughs> Unpredictable. And creativity. It flows. Okay, perfect. Okay. So, now here is the kicker. So, this is the one, okay? So, we were thinking <laughs> of um what is the one question we, we can ask? We do this every episode, yeah. We can ask Rasna and only Rasna in a way that yeah. I mean, the question is completely tailored to her. Okay, so I'm going for that. Okay. No, no, no. So, okay, it's a two-parter, okay? So would you rather have the opportunity to work with Victoria Beckham full time guaranteed tenure okay or would you have 5 minutes worth of interaction with David Beckham 5 minutes worth of interaction with David Beckham I go yeah, <laughs> yeah? 100% guys you don't realize okay and I've been dying I, to I, tell I, you I, guys, this you don't realize I I for me David Beckham is just not like guys it, no no we realize that's why the question you know, was in there you know for me david beckham just doesn't come like it's not it's it's never been i don't feel that way for anybody the way i felt for him like i don't know if my future yeah. husband i would so, feel that so remind me have you met him no i haven't i he liked my post on instagram okay i don't want to i don't want to like make it i don't want to should i say this we are coming to india you guys because adidas knows if they don't make me meet no, him no, no, they no. will die <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so when um when i was on my placement year when i was at university um i was a personal shopper's assistant at selfridges oh my god and one of my personal shoppers she made me like collect some stuff like from like uh bonpoint and like um some i don't know eyebrow pencils and shit and she said oh okay so um david is going to come and collect this papa and i'm just like who's david Actually, oh, David Beckham. You know, his wife is having a store. This is when Victoria Beckham was launching oh her um, Estee Lauder, Estee Lauder beauty oh um, collaboration. God. So I, I was, I was texting Veer, and I was getting. I was, if you've been to Selfridges, yeah. I was coming up onto the second floor, the women's wear floor. I'm walking towards the personal shopping suite, and I look up, and Victoria Beckham walks out. And you know when you make like weird eye contact yeah. with someone and you're like, okay, I have to acknowledge your presence. So I smiled at her and I nodded, and she smiled and nodded. And sort back. of the way that's not sort of the way you are with David Beckham, Sam is with Victoria Beckham. Oh my god! So and I'm texting V. I'm like, oh, so did oh you meet God. David oh or you only met Victoria? Wait, 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 wait! And then I walked in. I walked into the suite. I looked to my right, which is where the whole, like you know your guests and everything is. And across me, like three feet away, David Beckham is sat picking dresses for his daughter. And I was just like, okay, keep walking, keep walking, I keep walking. And I, I wasn't going towards him. I had, I had nothing. <laughs> I was so close to fainting. I had nothing to say to him. I had nothing to give to him. I had to go into like the back office, 
and I just kept walking, kept walking. And then after I went inside, my personal shopper came inside and she was asking me to pack something. I was like, do you know what just happened? And she's like, yeah, he comes every Saturday. And I'm just like, oh I, 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 now I won't mind. Can I change my question from Mark Jacobs to being a personal shopper and Selfridge if he's coming every day? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It was so lovely to chat with someone who understands, at least for me personally, who understands the value of luxury and of the aspirational value of fashion. So for me, this is the best way to start Yay, my week. I'm so glad. I'm so happy. And for me, it I was just fun to catch up with you. We don't get to see each other also. Fuck Corona. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for our listeners, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at Rasna Bhasin. I mean, nobody has a name called Rasna. Actually, they do, but Rasna Bhasin, and you will be the top person to see. So please follow me. Make me come. Make me reach my 100k because apparently it's very important for brands to have 100k, and there's always like. quantity over quantity like my pictures engage comment don't send me dms write it on my post if you like it and 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 make her meet david yes, beckham yes make it happen guys so just he'll make come it happen himself. one day he will he knows i will we'll, we'll manifest this we'll manifest this yeah Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Tuesday Wind Up. We really hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did recording it. Definitely remember to follow us on Instagram at the Tuesday Wind Club. We and my personal handles can also be found on the same account, so please do feel free to come stalk our profiles. We'd love the extra engagement. We'll see you again next week for a new episode of the Tuesday Wind Club.